You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm really glad to welcome Pascal Radu, uh, CEO for Hydropower, for Hydro, hydro Business uh, of General Electric. Uh, hi, Pascal. How are you? Hi, Dimitris. Really nice to meet you. Very well. Thank you very much. Hope you're fine as well. Thank you for joining Future Net Zero. Today, we are going to discuss about uh, the role of hydropower in the current energy crisis. And of course, uh, Pascal, I would like to start uh, with your views, uh, with your opinion. How do you believe that uh, hydropower can help and provide a sustainable solution to probably solve the current energy crisis? Well, I think hydropower is already helping. It's If we think about it, it's 16% of the global power generations today. So it is already providing a large amount of of solution to the global to the crisis i think what hydro can play the role hydro can play is really twofold is to rapidly decarbonize the power production if we look at refurbishment of current hydro plants so we have a quite a few plants which are actually quite old uh, 40 years plus old so if we do refurbish these plants we can increase the power output. And that's probably the quickest way that we have today of decarbonizing power production. That's one thing. The other thing where hydro can help is with pump storage. Hydro is, is, pump storage is fundamentally a giant battery where we can soak up the power that comes from wind or solar or other forms of generation when we don't actually have consumers that need it. We can soak it up in that huge battery by pumping water up and then when the wind doesn't blow or the sun doesn't shine and the consumer still needs power we can let the the water flow down and produce power with that water and therefore we have this giant battery where i think hydro can be an instrumental part to enabling other forms of renewable energy to to become stable uh, basically a stable power supply so i think these are the two forms that, that i can think of very very uh, quickly, how we can address the the question of energy transition right now. Do you believe, uh, though, that hydropower can help also customers, I mean, businesses and homes right now, to see their energy bills lower than the existing level, than the current level? Yeah, for sure. If you, if you look at hydropower, because of the lifetime of a hydro installation, which is more than, you know, 80, 90 years, it's even more than that, because once you build a dam, it's there. Um, if you look at the lifetime and you, you, you take that into consideration when you calculate the levelized cost of electricity, that is by far the cheapest electricity that we have available for, uh, to us today. So it can help already today. Do you feel that the current, you know, uh, we saw last summer uh, heat waves, exceptionally high temperatures across uh, Europe. Do you feel that these weather events exposed uh, the vulnerability of uh, the sector? Well, to a certain extent, but to be honest, we haven't, we, we've only seen in, in pockets that the sector has been very much exposed. Because what people sometimes forget, hydro installations are often also used for water management. So therefore, the way that we manage water in general is actually designed such that in, in most cases, the, the hydro production is not hugely affected. Let me think about just, just an example. I was recently in Spain in a, 
Madrid. And there you, you could see that the water management was done so well, also thanks to the hydropower plants, that there, there weren't really any, any water shortages in the city itself in the summer, which is quite, it's quite a powerful statement. So hydro is not just about producing power, but it's also there to help us manage our water better. And that, that can help in, in such situations as we had in Europe. From what you're saying, uh, Pascal, I can understand that energy markets can benefit from the role of uh, hydropower. I'm wondering, which is the current contribution of hydropower to the renewable generation in Europe? Well, I don't have the figure in Europe exactly, Dimitris, but I do have it for the world. It's 60%. In the world, it's 60%. Um, it's huge. It's huge. It's much, much more than what people no, uh, really realize. It's 60% of renewable energy today is hydropower. You know, what can you tell us about the criticism that hydroelectric plants are facing regarding the uh, megawatt per hour price on the grid? There are some critics, you know, that you are, they are saying that probably it's uh, much more expensive than other types of renewable energy. What can you say about that? This is always, it depends how you look at these things. It is obviously hydropower has a much bigger capex up front, but... Because hydropower has such a long lifetime, over the lifetime, it's by far the cheapest renewable energy that you can get, by far the cheapest, because simply you don't have to, to replace, you know, other forms of renewable energy, such as wind and, and solar and so on and so forth, you have to replace after, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, I don't know exactly what the figure is, but hydro is there to stay, and hydro you can then repower after 40, 50 years, but the, the capex you have to invest in that is much, much, much more lower than building a whole new plant. So it's a really interesting view to look at hydro in the long run. And that's really what we should all focus on as a society, to be frank, because if you talk about sustainability, it's, a, it's about the long term. And hydro is probably the best solution for the long term. My last question for you, Pascal, is that, uh, you're, of course, you are holding a really important role in a uh, large company, uh, General Electric. I am wondering, what is your opinion uh, regarding the future of the energy crisis? Do you feel that this problem and the high energy prices, the high energy bills that people are facing and businesses, they are going to last uh, for the entire uh, 2023 uh, do you feel that it will last probably until uh, 2024? What's your opinion about that? Look, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't want to speculate. I don't have a crystal ball. The only thing that I, what is important, I think, to um, for us to understand that to solve the energy crisis or the energy transition, whatever we want to call it, we have to use all technology that is available to us today. We have, you know, there, there's a role to play for batteries. There is a role to play for solar, for wind, for hydro, even for, for gas, for hydrogen. We have to really understand and we have to make data-based decisions on where we employ which technologies for the overall benefit to solve at the end of the day for the energy crisis but also for the environment and for sustainability to make sure we produce all this power with the least amount of CO2 that we can po possibly get. So I think it's a real important thing is that we realize we have technology today to make a significant change to the way we produce power. Let's use it and let's use all of it because they are marvelous technologies. Hydro is not the silver bullet. It is part of the solution. Pascal, thank you very, very much for your time. It was really a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dimitris. Take care. 
Thanks for listening to this future Net Zero podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com.